Hello and welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. Well, hello, Truth Seekers. How are you today? I hope you're doing well. I'm so glad that you are here to join me for another story. We have been learning much about Elisha and how the Spirit of the Lord truly was upon him. We have seen how the power of God moved and filled the ditches with water for the Israelite army. We saw the power of God miraculously provide enough oil for the woman and her two sons to pay off their debtor. We saw the power of God give a child to a woman who had none and then bring him back to life after he died. Elisha truly was a man of God who had the power of God upon him. In today's story, we are going to learn about a man who was not an Israelite. This man lived in the country of Aram. God was about to do a miracle in his life that he did not expect. You might be thinking, why would God perform a miracle for a man who did not believe in him, who was not an Israelite? Well, you see, God's plan from the beginning was that the Israelites were to be a light to the rest of the nations. They were to share God's love with the rest of the world around them. God always had a plan to include all of the nations of the world in his plan for salvation. The Israelites were to be the example to the rest of the nations that there is a true and living God who hears and answers prayers. In today's story, you are going to see how one young Israelite girl shared the truth with a man who was not an Israelite, and it changed his life. There once was a man named Naaman, and Naaman was commander of the army of the king of Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded because through him, the Lord had given victory to Aram. That's right. The Lord had used his gifts and his skills as an army commander to be a good leader and lead his people to victory. He was a valiant soldier, but there was one problem. Naaman had leprosy. Can you say leprosy? Leprosy is a horrible disease that in those days was common because there was no cure for it. And it was very, very contagious. If you had leprosy, you were considered an outcast. That means you had to go and live with other lepers outside of the city so that you would not spread the disease to others. Everyone feared catching leprosy and so When Naaman realized he had it, I'm sure fear gripped his heart. Now, bands of raiders from Aram had gone out and taken captive a young girl from Israel. And this young girl had been brought to be a servant in Naaman's home. She served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress when she learned that Naaman had leprosy, If only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. Now, what prophet do you think this young Israelite girl was referring to? If you said Elisha, then you are correct. Naaman went to his master and told him what the girl from Israel had said. 
by all means go, the king of Aram replied. I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman left, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of clothing. The letter that he took to the king of Israel read, With this letter I am sending my servant Naaman to you, so that you may cure him of his leprosy. As soon as the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his robes and said, Am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of leprosy? See how he is trying to pick a quarrel with me? When Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robes, he sent him this message. Why have you torn your robes? Have the man come to me and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger to say to him, Go, wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River, and your flesh will be restored, and you will be cleansed. You see, leprosy is a disease that affects the skin. When Naaman heard this, he became angry. He had come all this way to be healed. He heard that Israel's God could heal him, and now this man was telling him to wash in the river? Naaman went away angry and said, I thought that he surely would come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, wave his hand over the spot and cure me of my leprosy. Are not Abana and Farpa, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not just wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned and went off in a rage. Naaman's servants went to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much more then, when he tells you, wash and be cleansed? And so Naaman decided to listen to his servants, and he went down and dipped himself in the Jordan River seven times, as the man of God had told him. One dip, two dips, three dips, four dips, five dips, six dips. The leprosy was still there. On the seventh dip, Naaman went under the water. And as he came up out of the water, instantly his flesh was restored. The sores from the leprosy were gone, and his skin became clean like that of a young boy. Naaman and all his attendants went back to the man of God, Elisha. He stood before him and said, Now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel. So please accept a gift from your servant. Elisha answered, As surely as the Lord lives whom I serve, I will not accept a thing. And even though Naaman urged him, Elisha refused. If you will not, said Naaman, please let me, your servant, be given as much earth as a pair of mules can carry, for your servant will never again make burnt offerings and sacrifices to any other god but the Lord. But may the Lord forgive your servant for this one thing. When my master enters the temple of the false god Ramon to bow down, and he is leaning on my arm and I have to bow there also? When I bow down in the temple of the false god Ramon, 
May the Lord forgive your servant for this. Naaman's heart had changed. He had seen the power of Yahweh, the one true and living God. He would bow to no other God. The only time he would enter the temple of another God was when he had to take his master into the temple and his master would lean on his arm to bow down. But Naaman? No, not Naaman. He knew there was no other God but the one true and living God. Go in peace, Elisha said. After Naaman had traveled some distance, Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said to himself, My master was too easy on Naaman, this Aramean, by not accepting from him what he brought. As surely as the Lord lives, I will run after him and get something from him. So Gehazi hurried after Naaman. When Naaman saw him running toward him, he got down from the chariots to meet him. Is everything all right? he asked. Everything is all right, Gehazi answered. My master sent me to say, Two young men from the company of the prophets have just come to me from the hill country of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two sets of clothing. By all means, take two talents, said Naaman. He urged Gehazi to accept them and then tied up the two talents of silver in two bags with two sets of clothing. He gave them to two of his servants and they carried them ahead of Gehazi. When Gehazi came to the hill, he took the things from the servants and put them away in his house. He sent the men away and they left. When he went in and stood before his master, Elisha asked him, Where have you been, Gehazi? Your servant didn't go anywhere, Gehazi lied. But Elisha said to him, Was not my spirit with you when the man got down from his chariot to meet you? Is this the time to take money or to accept clothes or olive groves and vineyards or flocks and herds or male and female slaves? Naaman's leprosy will cling to you and to your descendants forever. Then Gehazi went from Elisha's presence and his skin was leprous. It had become as white as snow. Poor Gehazi, his greed had cost him much. God's gift of healing is free. And this is why Elisha would not take payment for it. Instead of freely giving what the Lord had done for Naaman, he wanted the things Naaman offered. God has given his gifts freely. He is not like a false god who demands payment or offerings of gold and silver. They have already been purchased through Jesus' death on the cross. Our healing, our salvation, our freedom, our forgiveness has already been paid by Jesus' blood. Elijah knew that God would provide for him. He did not need to take money as answers for prayers. Dear True Seekers, What an amazing story today, wasn't it? God really is an amazing God. He is greater and more powerful than we can even imagine. He does good to those who seek Him, and He even reveals Himself to those who don't know Him yet. God longs that all should come to know Him, but not everyone chooses to serve Him or put their faith in Him. When Naaman saw the power of God and he saw the leprosy removed, he knew that Israel's God was the true and living God. Think of the courage it took that young Israeli girl to speak up to her master's wife. 
She could have been angry and bitter that she had been taken captive and made to serve a family that did not even live in Israel. She could have been angry and revengeful because she had been taken from her home. Instead, she saw God's plan in bringing her to Naaman. She showed mercy and grace to the man she served under. She knew her God could heal him, and she would not remain silent. She might have thought, I'm just a little servant girl. They will never listen to me. Yet she had the answer, and she freely shared it with Naaman. You and I too have the answer, and his name is Jesus. There are people all around you and me, just like Naaman, who are in pain. They may not have a disease like leprosy, but they are hurting from many other things this world has done to them. We are the light. We have the truth. We have the medicine that will heal all wounds, and it's Jesus. God is calling you and me to be brave like that young girl. You never know who is around you that needs to hear about Jesus. You never know who is hurting inside, who needs to know that Jesus loves them and has taken all their sin away. You are a true seeker. You have the truth. Let's pray that God will give us opportunities to share His goodness with those who need it most. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in 2 Kings chapter 5. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you put us in just the right place at just the right time. Even if it seems like everything is wrong around us, you may be putting us in a place where we can be a light, where we can speak the truth just like that Israeli girl did. She might have thought her world was turned upside down when she was taken from her home and placed in this home to serve, but you saw her. You did not forget her. And in that place, you used it for good. You used her to be a light and a testimony to a man who desperately needed you. And so, Father, we ask that you would do the same for us. Use us. We surrender our lives to you. Use us to speak your truth. Use us to be a light in whatever situation, in whatever circumstance we find ourselves in. Help us to keep from being bitter or angry or unforgiving or resentful. God, help us to release all of those things. If there is anger or bitter or unforgiveness in our hearts right now, we ask you to take it. We ask you to forgive us. Forgive us maybe of being angry at things happening the way we didn't want them to happen or forgive us for being revengeful or bitter at our situations or circumstances. God, we release that to you and we ask you to forgive us and bring your peace and your love into our hearts so that we can be a light and a testimony to those around us who need it most. We want to be used by you, God. We want to serve you, Father, with all of our hearts. And we know we can't do that if we're holding on to sin in our hearts. So cleanse us by your spirit. Wash us white as snow and let us be a servant unto you, an example to all those we come in contact with of your goodness, of your faithfulness, and your love in our lives. We praise you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining me today, True Seekers, and I look forward to our time together next week.